जय गोपे संग जय गोरबक गंगा जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंदा जय द्वैत संग जय गोरबक गंगा जय जय श्री चैतन्य जय नित्यानंदा जय द्वैत संग जय गोरबक गंगा show the mercy of your lordship Shri Prabhupad Parampara all the devotees the mercy of Srila Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami we'll be reading from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita this is Adi Lila chapter 7 Lord Chaitanya and five features starting with text 48 we're continuing our readings for the last few Sundays from this particular chapter. Nama Om Vishnu Vidaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamimiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Vacharine, Nevishesha Shunyavani, Paschat Videshacharine, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Abhita Gadadha, Shri Vasudi Gaurabhaktivinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama Hare Hare Om Ajnati Nirandasya Dhyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurmilitanjena Tasmai Shri Gurve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Namodishtam Stapitam Yenavitale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam on the basis of the scriptures like Srimad Bhagavatam, which reveal these confidential directions. Thank you. On the basis of scriptures like Srimad Bhagavatam, which reveal these confidential directions, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu instructed Sanatan Goswami regarding all the regular activities of a devotee. Srila Prabhupada's purport. In the Parampara system, the instructions taken from the bona fide spiritual master must also be based on revealed Vedic scriptures. One who is in the line of disciplic succession cannot manufacture his own way of behavior. There are many so-called followers of the Vaishnav cult in the line of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who do not scrupulously follow the conclusions of the Shastras and therefore they are considered to be Appa Sampradaya which means outside of the Sampradaya. Some of these groups are known as Aula, Baula, Kartabhaja, Neda, Dharavesha, Shani, Sahajya, Sakibeki, Smarta, Jata Gosai, Ativari, Chudadari, and Goranga Nagari. In order to follow strictly the disciplic succession of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one should not associate with these Appa Sampradaya communities. One who is not taught by a bona fide spiritual master cannot understand the Vedic literature. To emphasize this point, Lord Krishna, while instructing Arjuna, clearly said that it was because Arjuna was his devotee and confidential friend that he could understand the mystery of the Bhagavad Gita. It is to be concluded, therefore, that one who wants to understand the mystery of revealed scriptures 
must approach a bona fide spiritual master, hear from him very submissively, and render service to him. Then the import of the scriptures will be revealed. It is stated in the Vedas, Svetasvatar Upanishad 6.22, Yasya Deve Para Bhaktir Yutade Vedatagara, Tasyaite Patitahyaruta Prakashante Mahatmanaha. The real import of the scriptures is revealed to one who has unflinching faith in both the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the spiritual master. Shulanartam Das Thakur advises, Sadhu Shastra Guru Vakya Kshivaye Kariya Aikya. The meaning of this instruction is that one must consider the instructions of the sadhu, the revealed scriptures, and the spiritual master in order to understand the real purpose of spiritual life. Neither a sadhu, saintly person, or Vaishnava, nor a bona fide spiritual master says anything that is beyond the scope of the sanction of the revealed scriptures. Thus the statements of the revealed scriptures correspond to those of the bona fide spiritual master and saintly persons. One must therefore act with reference to these three important sources of understanding. Text 49. When Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was instructing Sanatana Goswami, both Chandrasekhar and Tapana Mishra became very unhappy. Therefore, they submitted an appeal unto the lotus feet of the Lord. How long can we tolerate the blasphemy of your critics against your conduct? We should give up our lives rather than hear such blasphemy. Srila Prabhupada's purport. One of the most important instructions of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu regarding regular Vaishnav behavior is that a Vaishnav should be tolerant like a tree and submissive like grass. One should chant the holy name of the Lord in a humble state of mind, thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street. One should be more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige, and ready to offer all respect to others. In such a state of mind, one can chant the holy name of the Lord constantly. Nevertheless, the author of these instructions, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, did not tolerate the misbehavior of Jagai and Madai. When they harmed Lord Nityananda Prabhu, he immediately became angry and wanted to kill them. And it was only by the mercy of Lord Nityananda Prabhu that they were saved. One should be very meek and humble in his personal transactions. And if insulted, a Vaishnav should be tolerant and not angry. But if there is blasphemy against one's guru, or another Vaishnava, one should be as angry as fire. This was exhibited by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One should not tolerate blasphemy against a Vaishnava, but should immediately take one of three actions. If someone blasphemes a Vaishnava, one should stop him with arguments and higher reason. If one is not expert enough to do this, <coughs> he should give up his life on the spot. And if he cannot do this, he must go away 
While Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in Benares, or Kashi, the Mayavadi sannyasis blasphemed him in many ways because although he was a sannyasi, he was indulging in chanting and dancing. Tapan Mishra and Chandrasekhar heard this criticism and it was intolerable for them because they were great devotees of Lord Chaitanya. They could not stop it, however, and therefore they appealed to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because this blasphemy was so intolerable that they had decided to give up their lives. Text 51. The Mayavadi sannyasis are all criticizing your holiness. We cannot tolerate hearing such criticism for this blasphemy breaks our hearts. Purport. This is a manifestation of real love for Krishna and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There are three categories of Vaishnavas, Kanishta Adhikaris, Madhyama Adhikaris, and Uttama Adhikaris. The Kanishta Adhikari, or the devotee in the lowest stage, a Vaishnav life has firm faith but is not familiar with the conclusions of the Shastras. The devotee in the second stage, the Madhyama Adhikari, is completely aware of the Shastric conclusion and has firm faith in his guru and the Lord. He, therefore, avoiding non-devotees, preaches to the innocent. However, the Mahabhagavat, or Uttama Adhikari, the devotee in the highest stage of devotional life, does not see anyone as being against the Vaishnav principles, for he regards everyone as a Vaishnav but himself. This is the essence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instructions, that one be more tolerant than a tree and think oneself lower than the straw in the street. However, even if a devotee is in the Uttama Bhagavat status, he must come down to the second status of life, Madhyama Adhikari, to be a preacher. For a preacher should not tolerate blasphemy against another Vaishnava. Although a Kanishta Adhikari also cannot tolerate such blasphemy, he is not confident to stop it by citing Shastric evidences. Therefore, Tapan Mishra and Chandrasekhar are understood to be Kanishta Adhikaris because they could not refute the arguments of the sannyasis in Benares. They appealed to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to take action for they felt that they could not tolerate such criticism although they also could not stop it. Text 52. While Mishra and Chandrasekhar were thus talking with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he only smiled slightly and remained silent. At that time, a Brahmin came there to meet the Lord. Because the blasphemy was cast against Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, he did not feel sorry, and therefore he was smiling. This is ideal Vaishnav behavior. One should not become angry upon hearing criticism of himself, but if other Vaishnavs are criticized, one must be prepared to act as previously suggested. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very compassionate for his pure devotees, Tapan Mishra and Chandrasekhar. 
Therefore, by his grace, this Brahmana immediately came to him. By his omnipotence, the Lord created this situation for the happiness of his devotees. Text 53. The Brahmana immediately fell at the lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and requested him to accept his proposal in a joyful mood. Srila Prabhupada's purport. The Vedic injunctions state, Tadvidi Kantatena Pariprasnena Sevaya. One must approach a superior authority in humbleness. Bhagavad Gita 4.34. One cannot challenge a superior authority, but with great submission, one can submit his proposal for acceptance by the spiritual master or spiritual authorities. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is an ideal teacher by his personal behavior, and so also are all his disciples. Thus, this Brahmana being purified in association with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu followed these principles in submitting his request to the higher authority. He fell down at the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then spoke as follows. Text 54. My dear Lord, I have invited all the sannyasis of Banaras to my home. My desires will be fulfilled if you also accept my invitation. Srila Prabhupada's purport. The Brahmana knew that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the only Vaishnav sannyasi in Banaras at that time, and all the others were Mayavadis. It is the duty of a grihastha to sometimes invite sannyasis to take food at his home. This grihastha Brahmana wanted to invite all the sannyasis to his house, but he also knew that it would be very difficult to induce Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to accept such an invitation because the Mayavadi sannyasis would be present. Therefore, he fell down at his feet and fervently appealed to the Lord to be compassionate and grant his request. Thus, he humbly submitted his desire. Text 55. My dear Lord, I know that you never mix with other sannyasis, but please be merciful unto me and accept my invitation. Srila Prabhupada's purport. An acharya or a great personality of the Vaishnav school is very strict in his principles. But although he is as hard as a thunderbolt, sometimes he is as soft as a rose. Thus, actually, he is independent. He follows all the rules and regulations strictly, but sometimes he slackens this policy. It was known that Lord Chaitanya never mixed with the Mayavadi sannyasis, yet he conceded to the request of the Brahmana, as stated in the next verse. Text 56. Lord Chaitanya smiled and accepted the invitation of the Brahmana. He made this gesture to show his mercy to the Mayavadi sannyasis. Srila Prabhupada's purport. Tapan Mishra and Chandrasekhar appealed to the lotus feet of the Lord regarding their grief at the criticism of him by the sannyasis in Banares. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu merely smiled, yet he wanted to fill, fill the desires of his devotees, and the opportunity came when the Brahmana came to request him to accept his invitation to be present in the midst of the other sannyasis. This coincidence was made possible by the omnipotence of the Lord. 
text 57. The Brahmana knew that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never went to anyone else's house. Yet due to inspiration from the Lord, he earnestly requests him to accept this invitation. The next day, when Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to the house of that Brahmana, he saw all the sannyasis of Banaris sitting there. As soon as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw the sannyasis, he immediately offered obeisances and then he went to wash his feet. After washing his feet, he sat down by the place where he had done so. Srila Prabhupada's purport. By offering his obeisances to the Mayavadi sannyasis, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very clearly exhibited his humbleness to everyone. Vaishnavas must not be disrespectful to anyone, to say nothing of a sannyasi. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches amanina, manalina. One should always be respectful to others, but should not demand respect for himself. A sannyasi should always walk barefoot, and therefore when he enters a temple or a society of devotees, he should first wash his feet and then sit down in a proper place. In India, it is still the prevalent custom that one put his shoes in a specified place and then enter the temple barefoot after washing his feet. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is an ideal acharya, and those who follow in his footsteps should practice the methods of devotional life that he teaches us. 60. After sitting on the ground, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited his mystic power by manifesting an effulgence as brilliant as the illumination of millions of suns. Srila Prabhupada's purport. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, is full of all potencies. Therefore, it is not remarkable for him to manifest the illumination of millions of suns. Lord Sri Krishna is known as Yogeshvara, the master of all mystic powers. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Lord Krishna himself. Therefore, he can exhibit any mystic power. Text 61. When the sannyasis saw the brilliant illumination of the body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, their minds were attracted, and they all immediately gave up their sitting places and stood in respect. Srila Prabhupada's purport. To draw the attention of common men, sometimes saintly persons, acharyas, and teachers exhibit extraordinary opulences. This is necessary to attract the attention of fools, but a saintly person should not misuse such power for personal sense gratification, like false saints who declare themselves to be God. Even a magician can exhibit extraordinary feats that are not understandable to common men, but this does not mean that the magician is God. It is a most sinful activity to attract attention by exhibiting mystic powers and then to utilize this opportunity to declare oneself to be God. A real saintly person never declares himself to be God, but always places himself in the position of a servant of God. For a servant of God, there is no need to exhibit mystic powers, and he does not like to do so. But on behalf of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, 
a humble servant of God, performs his activities in such a wonderful way that no common man can dare try to act like him. Yet a saintly person never takes credit for such actions because he knows very well that when wonderful things are done on his behalf by the grace of the Supreme Lord, all credit goes to the master and not to the servant. Text 62. The leader of all the Mayavadi sannyasis present was named Prakashananda Saraswati. And after standing up, he addressed Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as follows, with great respect. Srila Prabhupada's purport. As Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed respect to all the Mayavadi sannyasis, similarly, the leader of the Mayavadi sannyasis, Prakashananda, also showed his respects to the Lord. Text 63. Please come here. Please come here, your holiness. Why do you sit in that unclean place? What has caused your lamentation? Srila Prabhupada's purport. Here is the distinction between Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Prakasananda Saraswati. In the material world, Everyone wants to introduce himself as very important and great. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced himself very humbly and meekly. The Mayavadis were sitting in an exalted position, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat in a place that was not even clean. Therefore, the Mayavadi sannyasis thought that he must have been aggrieved for some reason, and Prakasananda Saraswati inquired about the cause for his lamentation. Text 64. The Lord replied, I belong to a lower order of sannyasis, therefore I do not deserve to sit with you. Srila Prabhupada's purport. My body sannyasis are always very puffed up because of their knowledge of Sanskrit and because they belong to the Shankara Sampradaya. They are always under the impression that unless one is a Brahmana and a very good Sanskrit scholar, especially in grammar, one cannot accept the renounced order of life or become a preacher. Mayavadi sannyasis always misinterpret all the shastras with their word jugglery and grammatical compositions. Yet, Sripad Shankaracharya himself condemned such jugglery of words in the verse Prapte Sanikite Kale Nahi Nahi Rakshati Dukrin Karani. Dukrin refers to suffixes and prefixes in Sanskrit grammar. Shankaracharya warned his disciples that if they concerned themselves only with the principles of grammar, not worshiping Govinda, they were fools who would never be saved. Yet, in spite of Sripad Shankaracharya's instructions, foolish Mayavadi sannyasis are always busy juggling words on the basis of strict Sanskrit grammar. My body sannyasis are very puffed up if they hold the elevated sannyas title Tirtha, Ashrama, or Saraswati. Even among Mayavadis, those who belong to other sampradayas and hold other titles such as Vana, Aranya, or Bharati, are considered to be lower-grade sannyasis. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted sannyas from the Bharati Sampradaya, and thus he considered himself a lower sannyasi than Prakashananda Saraswati. To remain distinct 
from Vaishnava sannyasis. The sannyasis of the Mayavadi Sampradaya always think themselves to be situated in a very much elevated spiritual order. But Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in order to teach them how to become humble and meek, accepted himself as belonging to a lower sampradaya of sannyasis. Thus, he wanted to point out clearly that a sannyasi is one who is advanced in spiritual knowledge. One who is advanced in spiritual knowledge should be accepted as occupying a better position than those who lack such knowledge. The Mayavadi Sampradaya sannyasis are generally known as Vedantis, as if Vedanta were their monopoly. Actually, however, Vedanti refers to a person who perfectly knows Krishna. As confirmed in this Bhagavad Gita 1515, by all the Vedas, it is Krishna who is to be known. The so-called Mayavadi Vedantis do not know who Krishna is. Therefore, their title of Vedanti or knower of Vedanta philosophy is simply a pretension. Mayavadi sannyasis always think of themselves as real sannyasis and consider sannyasis of the Vaishnava order to be brahmacharis. A brahmachari is supposed to engage in the service of a sannyasi and accept him as his guru. Mayavadi sannyasis, therefore, declare themselves to be not only gurus, but jagad gurus, or the spiritual masters of the entire world. Although, of course, they cannot see the entire world. Sometimes they dress gorgeously and travel on the back of elephants in processions, and thus they are always puffed up, accepting themselves as jagad gurus. Srila Rupa Goswami, however, has explained that jagad guru properly refers to one who is the controller of his tongue, mind, words, belly, genitals, and anger. Prithivim sasishyat, such a jagad guru, is completely fit to make disciples all over the world. Due to false prestige, Mayavadi sannyasis who do not have these qualifications sometimes harass and blaspheme a Vaishnava sannyasi who humbly engages in the service of the Lord. Text 65. Prakashananda Saraswati, however, caught Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally by the hand and seated him with great respect in the midst of the assembly. Srila Prabhupada's purport. The respectful behavior of Prakashananda Saraswati toward Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very much to be appreciated. Such behavior is calculated to be agyata sukriti, or pious activities that one executes unknowingly. Thus, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very tactfully gave Prakashananda Saraswati an opportunity to advance in Agyata Sukriti so that in the future he might actually become a Vaishnav Sannyasi. Text 66. Prakashananda Saraswati then said, I understand that your name is Sri Krishna Chaitanya. You are a disciple of Sri Keshava Bharati, and therefore you are glorious. You belong to our Shankar Sampradaya and live in our village, Varanasi. 
Why then do you not associate with us? Why is it that you avoid even seeing us? Srila Prabhupada's purport. A Vaishnava sannyasi or a Vaishnava in the second stage of advancement in spiritual knowledge can understand four principles, namely the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the devotees, the innocent, and the jealous. And he behaves differently with each. He tries to increase his love for Godhead, make friendship with devotees, and preach Krishna consciousness among the innocent. But he avoids the jealous who are envious of the Krishna consciousness movement. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself exemplified such behavior. And this is why Prakasananda Saraswati inquired why he did not associate or even talk with them. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu confirmed by example that a preacher of the Krishna consciousness movement generally should not waste his time talking with Mayavadi sannyasis. But when there are arguments on the basis of Shastra, a Vaishnav must come forward to talk and defeat them in philosophy. According to Mayavadi sannyasis, only one who takes sannyas in the disciplic succession from Shankaracharya is a Vedic sannyasi. Sometimes it is challenged that the sannyasis who are preaching in the Krishna consciousness movement are not genuine because they do not belong to Brahmana families for Mayavadis do not offer sannyas to one who does not belong to a Brahmana family by birth. Unfortunately, however, they do not know that at present everyone is born a Shudra. Kalo Shudra Sambhavaha. It is to be understood that there are no Brahmanas in this age because those who claim to be Brahmanas simply on the basis of birthright, do not have the Brahminical qualifications. However, even if one is born in a non-Brahmin family, if he has the Brahminical qualifications, he should be accepted as a Brahmana, as confirmed by Srila Narada Muni and the great Saint Sridhar Swami. This is also stated in Srimad Bhagavatam. Both Narada and Sridhar Swami completely agree that one cannot be a Brahmana by birthright, but must possess the qualities of a Brahmana. Thus, in our Krishna consciousness movement, we never offer the sannyas order to a person whom we do not find to be qualified in terms of the prescribed Brahminical principles. Although it is a fact that unless one is a Brahmana, he cannot become a sannyasi, it is not a valid principle that an unqualified man who is born in a Brahmin family is a Brahmana, whereas a Brahminically qualified person born in a non-Brahmin family cannot be accepted. The Krishna Consciousness Movement strictly follows the injunctions of Srimad Bhagavatam, avoiding misleading heresy and manufactured conclusions. Text 68. You are a sannyasi. Why then do you indulge in chanting and dancing, engaging in your sankirtan movement in the company of fanatics? Srila Prabhupada's purport. This is a challenge by Prakasananda Saraswati to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur writes in his Anubhasya that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the object of Vedanta philosophical research, has very 
finally determined who is an appropriate candidate for a study of Vedanta philosophy. The first qualification of such a candidate is expressed by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Shikshastaka. Chunarapi sunichena tororiva suhishnina amanina manadena kirtaniya sadahari. This statement indicates that one can hear or speak about Vedanta philosophy through the disciplic succession. One must be very humble and meek, more tolerant than a tree and more humble than the grass. One should not claim respect for himself, but should be prepared to give all respect to others. One must have these qualifications to be eligible to understand Vedic knowledge. Text 69. Meditation and the study of Vedanta are the sole dualities of a sannyasi. Why do you abandon these to dance with fanatics? Srila Prabhupada's purport, as explained in regard to verse 41, Mayavadi sannyasis do not approve of chanting and dancing. Prakashananda Saraswati, like Sarvabhauma Bhattacharya, misunderstood Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be a misled young sannyasi, and therefore he asked him why he indulged in the association of fanatics instead of ex executing the duty of a sannyasi. Text 70. You look as brilliant as if you were Narayana himself. Will you kindly explain the reason that you have adopted the behavior of lower class people? Srila Prabhupada's purport. Due to renunciation, Vedanta study, meditation, and the strict regulative principles of their daily routine, Mayavadi sannyasis are certainly in a position to execute pious activities. Thus, Prakashananda Saraswati, on account of his piety, could understand that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not an ordinary person, but the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sakshad Narayana. He considered him to be Narayan himself. Mayavadi sannyasis address one another as Narayan because they think that they are all going to be Narayan or merge with Narayana in the next life. Prakasananda Saraswati appreciated that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had already directly become Narayan and did not need to wait until his next life. One difference between the Vaishnav and Mayavadi philosophies is that Mayavadi philosophers think that after giving up their bodies, they are going to become Narayana by merging with his body. Whereas Vaishnav philosophers understand that after the body dies, they are going to have a transcendental spiritual body in which to associate with Narayana. <laughs> Text 71. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied to Prakasananda Saraswati, my dear sir, kindly hear the reason. My spiritual master considered me a fool and therefore he chastised me. Srila Prabhupada's purport. When Prakasananda Saraswati inquired from Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu why he neither studied Vedanta nor performed meditation, Lord Chaitanya presented himself as a number one fool in order to indicate that the present age, Kali Yuga, is an age of fools and rascals in which it is not possible to obtain perfection simply by reading Vedanta philosophy and meditating. 
The Shastras strongly recommend Harir Nama, Harir Nama, Harir Namai Vakevalam, Kalonya Stevena Stevena Steva, Gaptiranyata. In this age of quarrel and hypocrisy, the only means of deliverance is the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. There is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other way. People in general in Kali Yuga are so fallen that it is not possible for them to obtain perfection simply by studying the Vedanta Sutra. One should therefore seriously take to the constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord. Text 72. You are a fool, he said. You are not qualified to study Vedanta philosophy, and therefore you must always chant the holy name of Krishna. This is the essence of all mantras or Vedic hymns. Srila Prabhupada's purport. Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Goswami Maharaj comments in this connection. One can become perfectly successful in the mission of his life if he acts exactly according to the words he hears from the mouth of his spiritual master. This acceptance of the words of the spiritual master is called Shrauta Vakya, which indicates that the disciple must carry out the spiritual master's instructions without deviation. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur remarks in this connection that a disciple must accept the words of his spiritual master as his life and soul. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here confirms this by saying that since his spiritual master ordered him only to chant the holy name of Krishna, he always chanted the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra according to this direction. Krishna Mantra Japasada A Mantra Sara. Krishna is the origin of everything. Therefore, when a person is fully Krishna conscious, it is to be understood that his relationship with Krishna has been fully confirmed. Lacking Krishna consciousness, one is only partially related with Krishna and is therefore not in his constitutional position. Although Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, the spiritual master of the entire universe, he nevertheless took the position of a disciple in order to teach by example how a devotee should strictly follow the orders of a spiritual master in executing the duty of always chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. One who is very much attracted to the study of Vedanta philosophy must take lessons from <coughs> Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this age, no one is actually competent to study Vedanta. And therefore, it is better that one chant the holy name of the Lord, which is the essence of all Vedic knowledge. As Krishna himself confirms in the Bhagavad Gita 1515, By all the Vedas, I am to be known. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta, and I am the knower of the Vedas. Only fools give up the service of the spiritual master and think themselves advanced in spiritual knowledge. In order to check such fools, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself presented the perfect example of how to be a disciple. A spiritual master knows very well how to engage each disciple in a particular duty. 
But if a disciple, thinking himself more advanced than his spiritual master, gives up his orders and acts independently, he checks his own spiritual progress. Every disciple must consider himself completely unaware of the science of Krishna and must always be ready to carry out the orders of the spiritual master to become competent in Krishna consciousness. A disciple should always remain a fool before his spiritual master. Therefore, sometimes pseudo-spiritualists accept a spiritual master who is not even fit to become a disciple because they want to keep him under their control. This is useless for spiritual realization. One who imperfectly knows Krishna consciousness cannot know Vedanta philosophy. A showy, showy display of Vedanta study without Krishna consciousness is a feature of the external energy, Maya. And as long as one is attracted by the inebriates of this ever-changing material energy, he deviates from devotion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. An actual follower of Vedanta philosophy is a devotee of Lord Vishnu, who is the greatest of the great and the maintainer of the entire universe. Unless one surpasses the field of activities in service to the limited, one cannot reach the unlimited. Knowledge of the unlimited is actual Brahma Gyan, or knowledge of the Supreme. Those who are addicted to fruit of activities and speculative knowledge cannot understand the value of the holy name of Lord Krishna, which is always completely pure, eternally liberated and full of spiritual bliss. One who has taken shelter of the holy name of the Lord, who is identical with the Lord, does not have to study Vedanta philosophy, for he has already completed all such study. One who is unfit to chant the holy name of Krishna, but thinks that the holy name is different from Krishna, and thus takes shelter of Vedanta study in order to understand him, must be considered a number one fool, as confirmed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by his personal behavior and philosophical speculators who want to make Vedanta philosophy an academic career are also considered to be within the material energy. A person who always chants the holy name of the Lord, however, is already beyond the ocean of nations. And thus, even a person born in a low family who engages in chanting the holy name of the Lord is considered to be beyond the study of Vedanta philosophy. In this connection, Srimad Bhagavatam 333.7 states, Aho bhata swapachotagariyan yajjivagre varitate namatibhyam te pustapas te juhuvu shasnoraya brahmanuchur nama grenanti yete. If a person born in a family of dog-eaters takes to the chanting of the holy name of Krishna, it is to be understood that his previous life, he must have executed all kinds of austerities and penances and performed all the Vedic yagyas. Another quotation states, Rig Vedo Tajajur Veda Samavedo Pyahartavana Aditastena Yenoktam Hadir Ityakshara Dvayam. A person who chants the two syllables Hari 
has already studied the four Vedas, Sama, Rig, Yajur, and Atarva. Taking advantage of these verses, there are some Sahajiyas who, taking everything very cheaply, considering themselves elevated Vaishnavas, but do not take care even to touch the Vedanta Sutra or Vedanta philosophy. A real Vaishnava should, however, study Vedanta philosophy, but if after studying Vedanta one does not adopt chanting of the holy name of the Lord, he is no better than a Mayavadi. Therefore, one should not be a Mayavadi, yet one should not be unaware of the subject matter of Vedanta philosophy. Indeed, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited his knowledge of Vedanta in his discourses with Prakash and Anda Saraswati. Thus, it is to be understood that a Vaishnava should be completely conversant with Vedanta philosophy, yet he should not think that studying Vedanta is all in all, and therefore be unattached to the chanting of the holy name. A devotee must know the importance of simultaneously understanding Vedanta philosophy and chanting the holy names. If by studying Vedanta one becomes an impersonalist, he has not been able to understand Vedanta. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 1515. Vedanta means the end of knowledge. The ultimate end of knowledge is knowledge of Krishna, who is identical with his holy name. Cheap Vaishnavas, the Sahajiyas, do not care to study the Vedanta philosophy as commented upon by the four Acharyas. In the Gaudiya Sampradaya, there is a Vedanta commentary called the Govinda Bhasya. But the Sahajiyas consider such commentaries to be untouchable philosophical speculation and they consider the acharyas to be mixed devotees. Thus, they clear their way to hell. So, uh, Hare Krishna. We're going to stop there because the next text has a long purport. <laughs> and it's almost uh, nine o'clock. This is a long section we are reading here, but obviously very, very important section of uh, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And in order to understand Krishna consciousness or God consciousness, we need to, in this age of Kali, we have to understand through the teachings of Lord Chaitanya and so Lord Chaitanya is coming with his associates. That means uh, with five features of the Lord, the Panchatattva. So we are in the Kali Yuga, and we are fortunate if we take on this study so that we can understand the chanting of the holy names. And uh, it says that to understand Radha and Krishna, we must understand Lord Chaitanya in five features. So that is why we are studying this. Any, anybody have anything to say there particularly? No. So uh, thanks to everyone for hearing this uh, very important message from uh, Sri Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, for all glories to him and the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, and all glories to Srila Prabhupada, all glories to the assembled devotees, and all glories to this Purushottam Mas that we are observing now, which means increase your hearing and chanting, and uh, chant the holy names. Give attention and chant some extra rounds, and worship 
um, Radha and Govinda for the whole month. You can worship at home. You can offer candles, lamps, lights, ghee lamps um, to a picture or deities of Radha Krishna. If you have other deities, offer to them and uh, meditate in your mind that you are circumambulating the temple or circumambulate your deities at home or circumambulate your house at home since we consider your home a temple. So these are different things we can do for Purushottamas, have simple habits, uh, simple uh, dietary habits, um, take care of Tulsi Devi, circumambulate Tulsi. If you don't have Tulsi at home, meditate on that. Most important thing is increase your hearing and your chanting. That's the most important thing now. And um, try to uh, uh, meditate on how what you're doing during the day is you're offering your service to the Lord. So in that way, be imbued with bhakti during this month of uh, Purushottamas. Jai, all glories to all of you. <laughs> Hare Krishna.